When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. Hey, what's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to a special New Year's Eve edition of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Josh All here with you, and I got Kenny Mack on board today, celebrating, ringing in the new year tonight with some Browns AMA. Just wanted to jump on here today. You know, the Browns aren't playing. So it's like, it's Sunday, NFL, what are we going to do? Let's get on and just have a live. Let's talk to everybody. And let's just get all of our thoughts. You guys throw everything in the chat and let us know what you want to talk about today. We've got a couple topics to kind of kick things off. But before we dive into all that, well, I, I guess, first of all, Kenny, I should just ask you for everybody listening. How are you doing today, man? Man, I am feeling great. My time in Cleveland was amazing. Uh, you guys that are on my social, you saw we got to play golf or simulator golf with uh, Josh and Blake. Got to hang out with John and uh, Justin at the game. I also got to see some of my other peeps down there from the Browns backers. Uh, my, I, I actually brought uh, five extra people that had never been to Cleveland before, and they are floored with the way that that game that night went. Uh, I actually brought my daughter's boyfriend. They brought him to the Cavs game. I know Cavs didn't win or beat the Bucks, but he couldn't believe that. Just the overall love uh, for the Cleveland Browns at the Cavs game. He was floored. I think he came away a Cleveland fan, even though he is a Pats fan. Uh, he'll definitely be coming back. And I had a blast, man. It was fantastic seeing everybody and interacting with everybody. I got a little bit of interaction on social, uh, but that's because I was so busy and driving everywhere, man. Loved it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, like you said, the, the golfing afternoon we had on Friday was a lot of fun. You know, just kind of loosening things up and then being in the studio Friday night was was cool. It's always great when you're in town and we can do that and uh, get everybody oh, together. So that was awesome. And for, I just want to kind of throw some stuff out there. First of all, we always, you know, follow us on socials, the dogs, at the dogs podcast, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And then if you're obviously, if you're listening on audio, thank you. We, we appreciate everybody following along there. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, we're there. iHeart, you know, Amazon music, whatever, we're everywhere. And then um, if you want more interaction with the dogs podcast, you want to join our dog pack community officially, go to jointhedogs.com become an official dog pack member. I was talking with our moderator in the discord today because, you know, I keep telling everybody sign up for the free trial before you, you know, pledge your monthly uh, donation 
to be a Patreon member and kind of test out the Discord, introduce yourself to everybody, kind of get in the conversation and just have fun. It's a great community. And I've noticed that a lot of the free trial members don't jump into Discord. And I thought there was a disconnect between Patreon and Discord, but it turns out all you really have to do in Patreon is connect. Like it's, it's right there as soon as you access the free trial, you, you connect your Discord to the Patreon and you're in. We send you the link to the server and everything should be good to go. So if you're if anyone has tried that, had an issue, please send us an email. Our email is bark, B-A-R-K, at thedogspodcast.com. So just communicate with us if you're experiencing anything weird or if you're having trouble getting into the Discord because we would love to see you guys all in there. It's a ton of fun. Yeah, I shout out to Steve Smith. Uh, the, uh, the reason that we kind of bringing this up because I brought it up to you guys last night because uh, he was happy. He wanted to get in the Discord, so shout out to him. He's a new member. Get on here, man. Give us your thoughts, and uh, let's let's kick this let's kick this off, baby. <laughs> let's do it. Um, so before we dive into any, let me just fix my screens here. Before we dive into topics and stuff, we are in honor of the Patreon Dog Pack community a little bit behind the eight ball. On our dog pack members of the month we started this a little over a year ago every month we give out a dog pack member of the month we send a t-shirt and kind of highlight that person in patreon so the brown season has been awesome just we've been so ingrained in what the browns are doing tracking all the injuries putting out as much content as possible we used to only do an episode a week if you recall when we first started and now we're doing stuff all the time and we've just kind of forgotten this dog pack member of the month so i've got four of them to give out today all right so kenny you're gonna know probably most of these people um so going all the way back to october our dog pack member of the month for october is evan gierke congratulations evan nice i'll be reaching out to you we'll get you the shirt whatever shirt you want we got some new ones which i'll show here in a second november's dog pack member of the month is our boy gage tucker congratulations Gage. yeah he's big time Big time in the in the Discord and a ton of fun talking to. December. Tons of draft knowledge. Tons of draft knowledge. Dude, he's got so much. Actually, he we had a whole bunch of, we had like a crew of our dog pack members last year that were uh, sending us, feeding us content during the live draft show that we do, which it's just so cool how, how expansive this show has really become in the community. Okay, so December, one of our newer dog pack members this year, Nicole. She's always here in the chat. We love hearing from Nicole. So thank you for joining. And you are December's Dog Pack Member of the Month. And since tomorrow's January, and we're doing this right now, screw it. We're going to give out January's Dog Pack Member of the Month today on the last day of December. And the first Dog Pack Member of 2024 is Michael Bradley. Thank you, Michael. He's always sending us private messages in the Patreon, asking our opinions about different things. He's got great takes, great insight to the Browns. So it's just a ton of fun having those conversations. So congratulations, Michael, Nicole, Gage, and Evan. You guys are all going to be getting your t-shirts and we appreciate you supporting the show. So as far as the t-shirts go, like I was just mentioning, I've got the whatever F and Tate shirt on. So you guys can go order those. It's the dogspodcast.com slash shop. And the newest one just came out yesterday. Flack around and find out. Our 2024 Cleveland Browns playoff shirts are now on sale on our store. So go check those out. You can get the t-shirt, sweatshirt, hoodie, and there's even a dark mode version. So check that out. We appreciate everybody who's uh, going to our merch store and seeing what we got. 
Yo, guys, uh, I actually got some uh, teas myself. Uh, I gave them out to my buddy, so I'm going to have to get more. Um, the ones that I did get for myself, if you guys want a cheap option for a number spirit, I got Joel Batonio and I got Juan Thornhill. Uh, next time I'm on here, I'll wear them, but they're super awesome. They were the right price. So look at those and treat yourself because you're getting 20% off, man. It's money in the bank. That's true. It's 20% off right now on the shop until the 4th. So if you guys want to get these shirts for the playoffs, I mean, you should get them depending on where you live. You should get them within a week or so and get a little discount right now. It's a great time to do it. All right. I feel like we've promoted a lot of stuff. We've given a lot of stuff away already. And now it's just time to dive into this AMA. Let's talk about, I know Andrew Jackson posted a couple of things in here. There might be some other, I'll kind of go through the chat and see what everybody's asking. But let's just kind of kick things off with a non-Browns thing, although it is related in some way. The freaking officiating last night in the Dallas Cowboys-Detroit Lions game. What in the world was going on at the end of that game, Kenny? So basically what happened is, uh, from what I can get, because where I'm from, you're either a Lions fan or a Browns fan. So there's some disappointed people on my phone right now and on my social. And uh, what happened at the end of the game, obviously, you know, they tie it up. Sorry, they don't tie it up. They're down a point. So you got to go for a two-point conversion for a win, right? Yeah. And uh, what ended up happening is there was two linemen involved, 68 and 70. Apparently, they got confused to which linemen reported, from my from my understanding, based on what my buddy was saying. Now, what I understand from reading on social is that they told the refs that this play was going to happen three separate times. At the beginning of the game, I believe at halftime would be the other one, but I'm just making that up. They, that's the third. And you can see them with footage, all those linemen, plus another lineman, go to the ref before that two-point conversion. And what ended up happening, uh, I believe 68, I can't remember what his name. Cause not Taylor Decker, Ohio State boy. Taylor Decker from Michigan, got the ball, and uh, game over, two-point conversion, and it got a legal touching penalty. So what happened there? Everybody's confused. They didn't. There was no eye in the sky to reverse this. Uh, it seemed to be clear what happened, but it is. If you forget as a ref, I guess you're going to forget to get your paycheck because you're not getting paid or you're getting fired, right? Because that's uh, they're definitely not going to the playoffs. So what do you do with this? Like the eye in the sky. And then for me, I got a question to Josh. I had J- Jared Goff. Do I get? Do I lose those two? I don't get those two points. Should I had two points with Jared Goff as, as uh, <laughs> playing him because I, I got like seven hundred bones on the line, right? <laughs> For my fantasy thing. So what what's going to happen here? Now you should have gotten your two points from that. And I don't know. I didn't hear anything about they they told the refs three separate times, but they ran that same play twice. They went out there to run it, and I'm sure they check. I mean, obviously these guys have been running this. They even said on the broadcast. You, you're running this play all week. These guys that are going to run this, you know, Decker, he knows he's going to get in the end zone for the catch. He he knows to report. So the, the lines go out to run the play, and they actually snap the ball, go to make the fake handoff, and then it's blown dead because the Cowboys call timeout. They come back out, same formation, same play. They ran it again, and it worked. And then that's when everything went down, and the, the replay from the eye in the sky uh, view after the game, I think, is when they showed it. And it's all over social media now. Go check it out on Twitter. Both those linemen go and, and talk to the ref. He walks past them, nods to them, and continues on. So, I mean, what the hell happened? 
sometimes I feel that game was just cursed because I got a chance to watch the beginning of it. And that, and there was something else that came up in that game that no one's bringing up is that BS rule where you fumble and it hits the pylon or goes outside the pylon and it's a touchback. Just yeah. put it at the one yard line. That is garbage. And they were cursed from that game was cursed from there on. Now that didn't happen to the lions. I know it happened to um, the uh, Cowboys, but I, I, I have Dak Prescott in that in, in our, in our fantasy league. Yep. Right. So I want to get as many points as possible too. And that's, that is a terrible rule. They need to do something about it. I believe it's on um, for review this year in the uh, owners meetings. So just get rid of it. Yeah. That play has screwed the Browns before. I, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, Patrick here in the chat says, imagine Browns fans. If Kevin Stefanski goes for two, three times in a row and ends up losing the game because of it. Yeah. Yep, be pretty pissed. Now, when they first came out and ran the play, and it was successful, but then obviously overturned by the penalty, I thought, you're backed up, just kick the extra point, tie the game, live to play another down, you know, go to overtime, try to win it again. The game's not over. So Campbell, I mean, he had, there was no kicking it in his mind. They were going for it no matter what. And, you know, just as a non-Lions fan, like, I don't, you know, give a shit what happens in this game overall. I mean, as to who wins, but I, I definitely, as a, if I was a Lions fan, I'd have been a little peeved that it's cool. That, that was cool. That's ballsy to go for it, you know, the first time. But after it doesn't work or it's called back and you're, you're moved back, essentially, dude, you got to just kick it. And that's my opinion. What do you think? It was shades of uh, Kevin Stefanski last year. What was the biggest thing we complained about him last year? He had no faith in the defense. No faith in the and kicker. And he constantly went for it, right? And he yeah. had, or sorry, no, yeah, in the kicker. And uh, he constantly went for it, right? And now I don't know what their kicking situation is there. I don't, I, I don't know enough, but I, I thought that for sure. I was like, man, if you go for a, a fake punt and you're that close and don't kick it, like you got to get some kind of points. And regardless of the call, it bit him in the ass in the end. Yeah, it sure did. So... I saw something online. Don't know how true any of the. Again, I don't. You know, I'm just telling you what I saw. But so there's there's a rule apparently that Roger Goodell does have the power to overturn the outcome of a game. So if they go back and review this and say, yes, he did check in with the ref, blah blah blah. Now the chances of that happening, in my opinion, are like zero, maybe zero point yeah. zero one. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But apparently, it is a possibility. I don't know. I mean, that ref came out then afterward and said he didn't check in with me, but the. The video replay clearly shows him talking to the ref. So somebody is not telling the truth. Well, you know what Roger needed to do about two weeks ago when he was at the Jaguars game? He should have got out of his box, went downstairs and said, hey, you know what? I've been watching the game. I think there's a couple holds in Miles Garrett. Why don't you guys wake <laughs> up? You know? No Unreal. Kidding. It really is. Ugh. Okay. Well, you know, we've been talking about the officiating being absolute ass trash all year. So... Obviously, we only really care when it applies to the Browns because we cover the Browns, we follow the Browns, we love the Browns, so don't really care as much about what happens. But this stuff happens across the league. We've been talking for weeks. TJ Watt, Mike, I saw Micah Parsons getting manhandled last night on a lot of his pass rushes. No calls. Yeah. You know, so obviously we know, we are well aware it's not just a Miles Garrett problem, but Miles Garrett is the one we actually care about. Um, yeah, and I mean... I get, I get they're going to let them play a bit in the playoffs, but anything that, that's like super egregious or the hands of the face stuff, you've got to call that. 
is there going to be holes? Are you going to miss stuff? I mean, these guys are human beings, not robots. I, I get it. But there's got to be some kind of consistency. And you can't call nothing either because there's a rule book for a reason. Right. I mean, I posted the uh, the replay of Joe Flacco's touchdown pass to Jerome Ford from Thursday night. And on his almost sack and scramble out of the pocket to make that pass, he got punched in the face mask. Like, great, right, basically right. smacked in the face. And I can't believe... Maybe I'm missing. Is that not illegal hands to the face? Is that not a penalty? Can you smack yeah, the quarterback got, in the face? 100% it is. Okay. Yeah, so there's just... It, it's bad, and it's about to be 2024, people. There's no excuse for the officiating in the most popular, most lucrative sport in the world to be this shitty. There's just no excuse. Yeah, they got to do a better job. Like I said on this show numerous times, if you're going to get in bed with all these... Uh, betting companies you, you've got to get right or there's got to be at least some kind of consistency because you're determining the outcomes of other people as well as what's happening on the football field exactly exactly okay so let's kick it over to the chat here andrew jackson of course has been sitting in here waiting all day for us to go live like he always does we love you andrew you the man uh his first question what are your guys realistic expectations for the rest of the season if you had to put money on it where do the Browns finish? Kenny, what do you think about that? Um, I, I'm it, it, Someone's got to beat the Ravens, and I don't know when it's going to happen. I know based on the way the game's going tonight, correct me if I'm wrong, it's going to be the H-game show, is it not? Uh, I, I thought maybe he had it, – it's going to be him and Wilson for sure. Okay. Uh, because he Raheem Mostert's off, gone. If, if he goes off, uh, there's a possibility they lose. I just – Someone's got to beat the Ravens. I don't see anybody beating them right now the way that they're going. They're playing good team ball like we are. I think we're going to sit people next week. We're going to finish second overall. And uh, that's not to say that we don't beat the, the Bengals. But I just don't see anybody beating them. Um, as far as the playoffs are concerned, it all depends on how our defense plays. If we take, if we get the turnovers like we should, a little bit like we've dropped a lot of interceptions this year. So if everything goes that way and we get some more of those interceptions and we get that real push up the pocket, like some of our big wins where we've got those big stack numbers, Dalvin Tomlinson and who's ever with them, it's either Jordan Elliott or Shelby Harris. When they get those major push up the pocket, our DNs are getting tons of sacks, mm -hmm. you know, and that if they can maintain that heavy pass rush, there's not a quarterback that wants to deal with that right now. No, we can go all the way to Super Bowl. If we don't get that, we might be one and done, you know? Yeah. And it just depends on is Jerome Ford, the guy that played the Jets, going to show up? Because that's a legit D. If that guy shows up, we got a great chance. If he doesn't show up and we get negative one for it, then who knows, right? That might be another one and done. It's a combination of a lot of things. Um, because, like, with Andrew, I got it up right now. He says, what's realistic expectations? We're, it's hard to make, uh, formulate a thought because – they've played so unrealistically that's based on the injuries. You know what I mean? So that's why I kind of got to give like the good and the bad take there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned at this point in the season with the way things have gone and are going, you know, we, we went into the season saying, okay, this is a Super Bowl caliber roster. The, the, the team that Andrew Barry and the Browns front office has built, this coaching staff that Kevin has assembled, this is a team that can legitimately contend for a Super Bowl. And then we have injuries, injuries, injuries all season long, and the Browns keep winning 
games were the only team to beat both the number one seeds this year. I mean, nobody wants to play the Browns right now. And with the way our defense is playing and the way Joe Flacco is leading the offense, if those things sustain, if the defense can play on the road, because we're going to have to play on the road, if they can play on the road the way they did in Houston and Joe Flacco continues to play the way he's playing. And the third thing for me is we have to keep all of our turnovers on the other side of the field. We cannot be turning the ball over in our own territory and giving them short fields and easy scores. We are going to turn the ball over. Like that's happened all year. We have, I think, 35 now for the season. Easily the worst team in the league, the most turnovers in the NFL. So that's not going to stop. But if we can just control where where they happen, I actually think that the Browns, I, I expect them to contend for a Super Bowl. I don't see why not. They're, we've talked about it. We've talked about the other teams that are playing really well right now. The Ravens are going to be tough. We've already shown we can beat them. The 49ers are tough. We've shown we can beat them. There's there's holes and flaws and vulnerabilities with all the other playoff teams. And I just yeah. don't see why it's not, why we can't be there. The, the one thing that, that, or there's two things that remind me of this team, right? Number one was what the last Super Bowl that Flacco won. It, it, it's very, it's very reminiscent of him going off and having that stellar defense. Number two is when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and just the success they had with Nick Folds. But the main thing is, is if you ever read up on those teams, because I love NFL history, they had a brotherhood. They had this like they were an actual team, right. not individuals trying to make bank or contract or whatever. They actually had a purpose to beat everybody. Does that always win? No, but it, it's very reminiscent of that because Nick Foles, really, what did he do after the Super Bowl? Not much, Nothing. but he did enough on the field with what they had to get by with the defense that Jim Schwartz led. And that is the like the biggest thing that would make me say, yes, they can propel themselves to the Super Bowl with all those things, right? Is there glaring weaknesses? Like you said, I'm a little bit leery about right now the receivers, but guess what? I was leery about our safety situation. Jim Swords pulled that out with Kevin Stefanski. So let's see what we can do now with these receivers. Although I haven't seen any movement on anything yet. So I'm like, that's what makes me leery. But still have the playoffs. Maybe they're not going to do anything for the, you know, Bengals game. Right. Uh, Jared in the chat, talking about the receivers, said, hope Elijah Moore is going to be okay. He was having a career year, but I guess that concussion was pretty bad. He might miss the playoffs. We'll see. I mean, we have gotten no news from the Elijah Moore concussion thing other than he had a seizure on the field. We all saw that. It was very scary. And he was able to get up then and walk off on his own power, spent the night in the hospital, was released in the morning. So that's a good sign. And so far, the only news afterwards is that he's in the NFL concussion protocol. It's pretty much you know, the standard right now. So, you know, hopefully it's not as bad as it looked. Hopefully he's doing okay. I th- There's no way he plays against the Bengals. I really don't think our starters are going to play anyway. That's how I'm leaning with my gut. But he's got a few weeks to, you know, get better. And yeah, like you said, Kenny, I mean, we, we've got time to make some moves if we need to. We've talked about Jarvis Landry. We've talked about some other people. I just, I'm not very confident in what we have without Cooper and more because Tillman, while he's shown some flashes and looks good at times, doesn't finish his routes. He's a rookie and he hasn't had a lot of time to develop this year. That's kind of the main yeah. problem with him. And David Bell, I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm very disappointed in his lack of development too. 
Yeah, we thought he'd be a little bit more like Jarvis Landry, and um, he's not quite there. I'd have to take a look at the other free agents. Maybe some of you guys can populate in the comments uh, someone else that you might think could take Elijah Moore because, you know, with him, with losing Elijah Moore, we do lose some speed. Right? We would gain savviness and route running ability and, and run blocking ability if we, if we were to gain Jarvis Landry. But again, we don't know what shape he is in. Um, as far as him missing the rest of the year, who knows? I mean, it looked really bad. I know the the doctor from the concussion movie gave his two cents on it. He's always going to give that because that's what the movie's based on. But I mean, him watching what we saw on TV, we could all say, hey, you should be out for the year. But the Browns uh, doctors will have it in hand and they'll do what's best for him. And he needs to do what's best to put you know food on the table. So. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, we got a great Christmas Eve gift from the Browns with that beat down over the Texans. And if you missed out on getting Omaha Steaks holiday sale before Christmas, don't worry because the gifts continue to flow at omahasteaks.com. Head over there and enjoy the end of season event, 50% off site-wide sale. And remember to use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out to get an extra $30 off your order. These 50% off site-wide sales don't happen all year round. I know we just had the Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale. We had the Christmas holiday special, and now we have the end of season event. But now's the time, guys. If you have not taken advantage of the 50% off site-wide at Omaha Steaks yet this season, this is it. Get there for the end of season sale ahead of the new year and get all these great deals, these great meats. I'm telling you guys, this is the absolute best value you're going to get. For this quality of meat, it's unbelievable. The food is so delicious. I just talked to my brother over the holidays. I got him the top sirloin steaks for Christmas. They grilled them up the other night. Loved them. They've got chicken, brats, burgers, jumbo franks. The desserts are incredible. They've got ready-to-eat meals. They've got seafood. Anything that you want. They've got it ready for you. And right now, 50% off site-wide end of season event. And like I said before, make sure you use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out to get yourself an extra $30 off your order. We want to wish everyone out there a safe and happy new year as the Browns get ready to embark on a playoff journey in 2024. Minimum order may be required. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
Um, Andrew says, do you think they bring in anyone else? Like I said, we, we talked about Jarvis and again, don't know what kind of football shape when you sign a free agent, like, you know, we talked about Nick Foles and Joe Flacco earlier in the year when we were having quarterback problems. You don't know what kind of shape those guys have kept themselves in, but you know, I, I see people saying, uh, Patrick says, bring back Josh Gordon. I'm Josh Gordon, 32 years old. Uh, don't know what kind of shape he's in. He was not very effective the last couple of years. He was on the NFL field, but you never know. I mean, I, that's, that's the thing. At this point in the season, with the way things have gone, it's almost like a movie, this Cleveland Browns season. And I don't want to rule anything out just based on, you know, preconceived notions. Like I said last Friday on the show, you know, Jarvis Landry is old and washed up and, you know, he can't run his raising out of speed anymore. Well, that's what we said about Joe Flacco. We said he was a statue in the pocket and he's probably washed up. Dude's got a stronger arm than it looks like he's ever had and he can freaking move. So who knows what these guys can do? And and we only need them for a very limited time. Like if, if Josh Gordon can come on a football field and play at a high level for four games, sweet. We don't need him for 17. My God, could you imagine the story if one of those two scenarios happened? This literally would be a movie script. Number one, Jarvis Landry comes back, finishes what he starts, hoists, hoists the Super Bowl. Or the guy that could never finish what he started, Josh Gordon, somehow comes miraculously back to the Browns, and then he you know, pulls the receiving core out of the dump and basically goes on a tear and wins the Super Bowl because he is still a big dude. You know, he's probably faster than uh, just based on sheer athletics, um, Jarvis Landry, and maybe anybody who's available. I'm actually just trying to pick up right now what receivers are available, but I think this list that I got is not going to be good. But um, those would be two unbelievable stories, and it would be exactly what's happened this year. Like, we just can't believe what's going on. Yeah, and I know a lot of people online were talking about Austin Watkins. You know, he's on the practice squad. He had the great preseason. The thing with Austin Watkins, and I think Blake was the one who said it on Friday, I believe, and he said he's been on the team all year. We've had injuries. We've dealt with, you know, shaky wide receiver depth, questionable at best, you know, at times during the year, and still he's never made an appearance. So there's got to be something there that, I mean, the Browns cut him at the end of the preseason. I mean, we talked about that. There's, There's got to be something the team is seeing that they say, it's just, this just is not that guy right now. Austin Watkins, to me, was an awesome story in the uh, preseason, but mm-hmm. watching him against the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, which was the last preseason game, correct? Yeah. He could not beat the second string uh, coverage, press coverage uh, of the Chiefs, and that's probably it. But um, again, he he just can't get separation if it's not preseason and third, fourth strings at this moment. So I I did pull up the list of um, free agent available wide receivers right now, and Blake was in the chat here talking, and he said I would take a good look at Kenny Galladay. Uh, that's a guy oh, whose career bad. just absolutely took a massive shit when he went to New York, but. He's definitely a talented dude. And again, all these names that we're saying, like nobody we bring in is going to be our number one or number two option. As long as Cooper and Moore are healthy, these receivers that we're mentioning and names thrown around, they're the fourth option at best in the offense. You got Cooper, Moore, and Joku. We're going to be throwing to Ford. So these are these are minimal role players at best. We just need somebody to rely on if somebody gets hurt in the middle of a game. I mean, 
is Julio Jones really still, I, I think he must have been, he was signed with Philly, I think, and it looks like maybe he has been cut since then. There's, of course, Jarvis Landry. Um, let's see, who else? I While mean, you're looking, Kenny, Kenny Galladay is exactly what we want Tillman to be, a 50-50 ball winner in the end zone. And yeah. that might be something for him to see because, I mean, as far as uh, where those two guys are in their career, I think Galladay would help him out so he could see how that guy rolls so he could yeah. inevitably, inevitably be that guy. So a couple other names. I mean, and again, like I said, fourth option at best, guys. Another name we could bring back to the Browns. What about Rashard Higgins? Oh, yeah. That's good. yeah. Uh, I've always liked in a minimal role, what Chris Conley has done in the NFL, Philip Dorsett, Laquan Treadwell kind of blew up in a very limited role over a limited stretch with, I think it was the Vikings, what, two years ago. So some of these guys can catch fire if you bring them in for a workout and they show that they've got something, just something, just a little bit of juice in the tank. They might be worth adding to the roster for the playoff run. And I, I would imagine the Browns add somebody, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, the end of the day, I think previous to what I said, we got some speed with more. We don't have them available, and things are worse for him than we think they already sits out the playoffs. Who would be the most comparable to him? Because Higgins would have the route running ability, but not the speed. Now, I thought Philip Dorsett was a fast guy, and they would be about the same frame, same speed. I just don't know what his route running ability is. Galladay would be more like a Tillman player. Jarvis is Jarvis. He's going to be like what we wanted for Bell. Um, I'm trying. Julio Jones would be like again, like Galladay. It's a guy that you would run, mm-hmm. and at this point, run 50-50 balls. Correct. I mean, I I don't know what his route running ability really is because he had a lot of bombs in his career, right? But yeah. maybe that's what we would want. I, you know? Another name a little further down too. Another former Brown. What about uh, Brashad Perriman? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, he's been solid and limited reps everywhere and he seems to have enough speed to get deep that that would be an option he'd be interesting to add now the thing with marquise goodwin and if we haven't mentioned him yet and i know he's on the roster and you know he he's been he's made some plays this year he's not a consistent every down type of wide receiver he's just not that guy but he's dealt with his own concussion issues throughout the season too he's been in and out of the you know active roster and things like that so you gotta you kind of have to keep that in mind too with uh goodwin but outside yeah. of those names, man, it's just it's just kind of like free agency throughout the whole season. I mean, you, you suffer injuries at quarterback. What do you do? You, there's there's no QB1 elite-level quarterback sitting in free agency ready to come in and save your team. Now, we caught fire with Joe Flacco, but again, we talked about why that's a perfect marriage with him and Stefanski. You know, would he have been doing what he's doing with the Browns if he was on the Jets this year? Probably not. Yeah. So things are just lining up. It's same thing with like Kareem Hunt. You know, we brought him in. Would he be a touchdown monster with any other team? Maybe a couple, but not just any team. I mean, it's the way the Browns use these players. They fit the yeah. role that we have available for them, and they do it very well. And we have, again, we've got great coaching. And it's just, this Browns team is awesome all around. I just, I can't emphasize that enough, just how blessed we are right now as Browns fans after all the oh, crap we've taken for decades to have this. There's sometimes we would lose one key player and we were done for the game. Like it was unreal. Yeah. I'll put one thing out there and I'll just move the receivers aside for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it was in the discord. I didn't, don't know if you see this. Obviously we all know uh, Frank Clark got cut. 
Oh. And for for depth on the line, would you pick him up? Now, I would think his salary is too much, so he'd have, he'd have to clear waivers. And would he just pay to get make a run to the Super Bowl? You know, kind of like what we're doing with Flacco. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm just trying to pull up some info on him real quick. But and then is it Blake saying is uh, Jerry Rice available? <laughs> Take him. <laughs> Hey, we only need you for four games, man. Yeah, he's still in shape, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ara in the chat says this team feels like the Eagles Super Bowl run with Bowles. You were talking about that, Kenny. It's so true. I mean, and that kind of leads into the topic of Joe Flacco's future with Cleveland because if you remember the Eagles Super Bowl run, I mean, Carson Wentz gets hurt, Nick Foles comes in, and they just go on the tear. And everybody, you know, then then obviously in the Eagles community and national media, it's, well, now who's the future of the the franchise? And it was clearly Carson Wentz at the time. Now, he didn't pan to be anything great in the long term. But at that time, I mean, Nick Foles is a backup who caught fire at the right time. And I think that's yep. what we're seeing with Joe Flacco. And it's nothing against Joe Flacco. I mean, he is playing excellent. But he's, he's going to turn 39 here in like a week. And... I, I think that people, first of all, when Deshaun Watson was playing this season, he was actually playing pretty well. And people did not want to give him any credit for what he was doing. Just like, it's the same people, essentially, that don't want to give Kevin Stefanski credit when the Browns win. They want to give all the credit to Jim Schwartz. But then when we lose this year because the defense can't stop anybody in certain spots, they they blame Kevin Stefanski. So, you know, kind of take that for you what know, you will. Every, every time I hear people negative towards uh, Deshaun Watson... It always goes hand in hand, not really with what, what transpired legally, but you always hear about the three draft picks. And again, it goes back to what we were saying on the show on Friday is like people are so used to losing and restarting and like doing, they're almost, they're also used to having the first, a first very high draft pick. And it, it's uncomfortable for people. Um, look at the, look at the Rams. They have had no draft picks. They're probably going to make the playoffs because they're doing, you know, what we just, what you just said that Stefanski does, he puts people in the right position to make the right play. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that someone does, which you just said, let's use Kareem Hunt for an example, he's going to get you a yard, he's going to pass block, and he's going to get you a first down, sorry, a goal line touchdown. He's good at those things. So guess what? That's what he's doing. That's what the Rams are doing. There's some similarities with those organizations right now um, and, and the way that they get players and i hope that keeps going on yeah me too uh john nye is in the chat what's going on johnny says kenny's mustache is fired looks like he's about to give someone a ticket for going 26 and a 25 and that kind of leads to blake blake uh wait where did this question go they go is what's better facial hair stefanski's beard or my mustache yeah and it's funny you bring that up because I got this from November. You guys know, and I appreciate everybody's support. Yep. And generally what I do is I keep it all the way till January. Right. But guess what? The Browns kept fire. So I'm afraid to shave the sucker now. <laughs> so it's staying on and for the whole Browns run. Well, let's hope that thing stays on until middle of February. Right. That's right. Then I'm going to have to carry it into next year. Ooh, this could just be the new look for Kenny Mack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. Okay. Well, let's see if there's anything else here in the chat to jump on right now. Did you, well, 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 if anyone has anything, go ahead and throw it in the chat. Kenny, did you see the, the memes of Joe Flacco? Was he falling asleep on the sideline Thursday night? 
Yeah, it was him and John Nye who was sitting with me. They're we both doing the same thing. I think. I think what it is is they're just meditating their next moves, uh-huh. and uh, that's what that's what they're both doing. Just like you know, just John Watson had his meditation uh, expert before the game. I think Flacco might have been meditating. John was probably guaranteed falling asleep. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny. No it was funny because I saw a thing where a reporter asked him about it after the game. They said, like, were you falling asleep? Or I forget what the question actually was, but something about were you falling asleep on the sideline in the fourth quarter there and nodding off or something. Joe was like, was I doing that? <laughs> you know, just I don't know if he was joking around or but it's just it's kind of funny with his story being 39, being on the being on the couch, you know, all season long, which, yeah. of course, he's working out. He's keeping his arm in shape like the dude has not been lazy this season, obviously, but. You know, you just kind of get that picture of the the dad sitting there in the chair, long day with the kids, and they're watching TV or running around the house, and he's just passed out. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ara says, "When are we getting Hulk Hogan, Justin?" Well, I was hoping to have some Hulk Hogan, Justin today, but he was dealing with some screaming kids while his wife was at work. So we said, "You know what? How about you just sit this one out?" <laughs> oh, geez. Let's see. As far as the year's concerned, though, for you, Josh, what was your favorite part of the year? Like, what was a defining game for you? Because I can tell you two for me. One was the Steelers game. Mm-hmm. So we, we pulled it out at home 13 to 10. The other one was another home game that was against the Bears that we pulled out 20 to 17. And the reason why I bring both those up, those are my games of, of the year. I got, I think I got it in the background here, right here. Um, yeah. from my buddies, my buddy was at the game. Um, those are games that we lose. Those are games that we'd be just scraping to get behind the playoffs now. And again, it goes to your points. The fans put DTR in the right position in the Steelers game specifically. Didn't overburden them. They did enough. They did the field goal, uh, sorry, field position game and pulled that sucker out. And then the other one was the Bears game. Uh, unreal game. But again, we were down 17. Flacco caught fire. Put them in the right position. He didn't have to go to him, hey, you better dial it back a bit, you know? He just said, let her rip, and we got her done, and the Browns are in the playoffs. I can't believe it, man. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, for me, I got a couple games, too. The first one, if you're going in chronological order, would be that 49ers game, because that was the game where I think the Browns, and, and forget about trying to prove to the national media or the NFL or anything like that. They proved to themselves that they can play with the best team in the league, because at the time, I mean, the 49ers, and now they're back on fire again, but there was nobody could beat them, if you remember. And they came into Cleveland, and we beat them. Now, it was hairy at the end. We almost threw an interception to lose. We almost let them make a field goal to to win, but we won. And it was that we can, we can go toe-to-toe with the best teams in this league right now and pull out the win. And that was with P.J. Walker, at quarterback. So I think that was a big moment. That was a kind of a turning in confidence for the team. And then that Ravens game in Baltimore, when it was, that was a shit storm of shit. Everything that could possibly go wrong in an NFL game for a team, the Browns managed to do it in that game. There were turnovers and penalties and just stupid plays and just, it was bad. It was so bad, the things that went wrong in that game. And yet we won. You know what I mean? That the second half, Deshaun Watson comes out 14 of 14 on a broken shoulder and a bum ankle, leads the team back. I mean, the defense shored up, got the big pick six with Greg Newsome. It was just one of, we missed the extra point to tie the game and we're down, you know, and it was just one of those things where it's like, we're down by one. 
when we should be tied and we were still able to get down the field, kick the field, we'll win the game. Again, proving to ourselves that it's not always going to be pretty. And I think that was Kevin's post game was it, it ain't going to be pretty all the time, but we can do this. Yeah. The times, the time, the, how many times previous to the season have we missed a point after and we just unraveled? And that's uh, this, yep. the, the 49ers game again, that had that would have to be the signature win for Stefanski. He had two weeks to figure it out with, with PJ Walker and he wins that. Like just with that win alone, he's that should have catapulted him up on the coach of the year rankings. And just what he's done with, like I say, he's done the most with the least. Um, I, it's unreal. It's unreal to me that he that people aren't talking more about this. Yeah, it, it really is. There's there's one other stretch I'll call it a time period in the season that I think was really critical for this Browns team and where they're at right now, and it was the back to back road trip over Thanksgiving out to Denver and Los Angeles, where we lost both those games. And I think those losses were pivotal for the Browns because we, just like earlier in the season, we were proving to ourselves we can go toe-to-toe with these great teams. We showed ourselves that we can go on the road and get our asses kicked too. Like our, they, These teams can still do stuff to our defense if we're not dialed in and focused. And then I think the next time we were on the road in Houston, you saw a completely different team on the road. And I, I just feel like the, those two road losses, while we were pissed about them at the time and upset with the way the team was playing, you know, teams learn and grow as the season goes on. And I think that losing those games the way we did and learning what we did about ourselves as a team was crucial for what we're going to be able to do in the playoffs because we're going to have to go on the road. So I think sometimes getting your ass handed to you and getting a little embarrassed and getting your pride checked, you know, that, that can be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Blake was saying something about if you had a gun to your head, biggest addition to the team this year, Hopkins or Schwartz. I said, I said Schwartz hands down. And the reason I said that is because we actually won a game without a kicker. So that's my <laughs> my rationale. Uh, but who who would you say? You know, I would I would say Jim Schwartz too. I think that while Hopkins has been fantastic, fantastic, and it kind of sucks doing this, Blake. Thanks a lot for the tough question. You know, I don't want to take anything away from what he's done, but the defense. Absolutely. I mean, there's been games where PJ Walker, DTR. You don't win, you don't even have a chance for Hopkins to make his kicks or to put us in a position to win a game without the way the defense played. So, especially with the last three years, we hated Joe Woods and the defensive scheme and the garbage that was on the field pretty much every single week. And it's a night and day difference. I mean, the defense was one of the worst in the league under Joe Woods in one year, one offseason, best in the league. That's a huge difference to me. Well, and it goes back to what we were saying like five minutes ago. Like Stefanski's not the gambling fourth down man anymore, you know, because he actually believes that this, the defense will get them off the field. He actually believes in his kicker. That's why that's why this question is such a hard one to answer. But if we had a better defense, I guess what I'm trying to say, if we had a better defense, so if we had Schwartz the entire time instead of Hopkins, I think we would have won more games because we would have been – we would have been in it more. And if you're not gambling, maybe we would have just been a little bit closer, could have taken some closer kicks. Maybe maybe the uh, rookie kicker wouldn't have had so much pressure on, you know? So I think the defense allows everybody to kind of relax a little bit more and, and, and be better at their positions on offense and special teams. And I think that's 
why I would also pick sports also. I agree with that because just to your point, you know, if you take uh, Dustin Hopkins off the team, put in a different kicker, there's a pretty good chance you can get at least 80% of his output this season from a decent kicker, right? You know what I mean? I, not to undermine what he's done, but it's still, you're a kicker. I think with the kicker right now, you're exactly right. Yeah. So will he make as many? Probably not, but could he still be good enough with this defense? Now you take Jim Schwartz away and what he's done with this defense and you put some other D coordinator in here or you keep Joe Woods, are you getting 80% of the output that the defense has given us this year? I don't think so. That the, uh, the, just the Jets game would have been a different game with the two fumbles had the, oh. had you not had that, that number one defense. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, and, and with the 35 turnovers this season from the offense, uh, it just shows how important Jim Schwartz, you know, his impact on this defense and, and what it's done. Because while the offense has been good scoring-wise, it, it's been awful with the turnovers. And that just goes back to, you know, the backup situation. We've got so many injuries, so many new guys playing all the time trying to fill roles that they weren't meant to fill. It sucks, but we have been able to overcome, and hopefully, we continue to do so. Well, and the, and the other thing is, like, I kind of think it goes unnoticed with our special teams coordinator because he's got to go through a lot of the same stuff. I mean, maybe some guys are playing both the starting uh, position that they're doing now for the injured individuals, and they're doing their special teams roles. But um, he's got to pull in people, and they got to be, you know, gunners and do whatever, and 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 maintain their lanes or block along the line so stuff doesn't get blocked and we're still doing an okay job with it like he's he's doing great as well mm-hmm. yep it's it's been wild I mean again we say this all the time but if you go back at the beginning of the season and you tell us hey by the end of the year you're starting Jerron Christian at left tackle we'll be like, who the hell's that well he's not on the team right now but you'll know him soon enough you know what I mean yeah. Joe Flacco is going to be your quarterback Joe Flacco is a free agent right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. You know, uh, Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt are going to be your running, but Kareem Hunt's not even on the team right now. No, he's not. It, it's it's absolutely wild. I mean, Dewan Jones is going to be in Rookie of the Year talks at the beginning of the season, then he's going to be out. You're going to be playing James Hudson. I'd say, shit, that sucks. James Hudson's not good. Well, no. you know, these guys are filling. Now, while they're not playing out of their minds, they're holding their own, which is really all you can ask, and it's really all we need right now. So who do you? Here's another one. So who do you think is going to be a? Pro, how many Pro Bowlers do you think the Browns are going to have? Hmm. I think you go Miles for sure. I think you go Batonio for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, playing out of his mind, but there's a, maybe a couple centers playing better than him. But based on like, does Joe Flacco make the Pro Bowl based <laughs> on what he's doing? Like, well, I mean, Tyler he, Huntley made it last year, so he very well could. Oh. Yeah, that's a really good point. I never thought about that. Um, what about JOK? JOK, I, at, like, it, what, is he an all-pro, let alone making the Pro Bowl? Man, I'll tell you what, the way he's, I mean, he's leading the team in tackles, or at least he was. After, I don't know if, I'm sure he still is. Tackle, tackles for loss, was it not? A tackles for loss. I mean, he's got a, like two and a half or three sacks or something on the year. I mean, he's been playing nuts. He's been playing so good. I feel like Grant Delpit had a shot before he got hurt. Now I'm not so sure. What about MJ? MJ. I don't know how you don't. I mean, I, the guy has been, other than some penalties, which some of them are pretty ticky-tacky anyway, I mean, he's very physical corner, and he's just, he's pretty locked down, man. He's so good. I 
don't would know. have been nice if he had that interception he dropped against oh, the Jets. I was right there, and he knew it too, man. He knew it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, David, I think, the way Njoku's stretch has been, I, I don't know. I don't know if you can rule him out. He's He's been on fire for more than half the season, I feel like. I think Kelsey, Kelsey gets it just because he's Kelsey. And I think he's going to be an alternative. I think Alvin Tomlinson will be an alternative. And I think uh, Postick will be alternative. The other guys that we mentioned should be pro bowlers. So, I mean, you could possibly have eight uh, going in, but we'll see. That'll be like a record for the for the Brownies. Yeah, where's where does Amari Cooper rank right now in uh, recept- or, uh, receiving yards in the leaders? Oh, that's a good point. It's a good point in that when he went off, that that could cement him into a, a Pro Bowl for sure. Yeah, let me see here. So, Amari Cooper. Okay, so he's, what, 12? I think he's got like 1,250 yards. And now the, after, of course, last night's blow-up game, CeeDee Lamb's at 1,650. Mari Cooper, yeah, I don't, I mean, I just, he's been doing some great things, but I think there's enough receivers ahead of him stat wise that have done some things this year that he probably won't make the, won't make the Pro Bowl. So Shake and Bake says we'll be disrespected as always. So I'd say four or five. And we could probably just have Antonio and um, Miles like make actual starters, but I, I would think a lot of our guys would qualify as alternates to fill in the back end yeah i think jok for sure i I just i'd be i honestly be at this point be shocked that he doesn't make the pro bowl Um, i'm shocked that they don't talk more about him though like you don't hear a lot and maybe it's just the linebacker position in general isn't as like what's the word sexy as it used to be mm -hmm. um and uh maybe that's why we're not hearing it but you always hear about miles you always hear about batonio right yeah. And then after that, it's kind of like, uh, everyone's down. You hear a fair amount about MJ too, though. This is very true. I mean, and as far as the Pro Bowl thing, not to just discard the whole conversation, because this is important. We want to talk about the guys that are doing well and want them to be recognized. But at the end of the day, this whole thing's about winning a championship. And that's why that's why this team is so different. And we talked about it earlier in the show. It just feels different because I don't, I don't think anybody's focused on, well, am I going to make the Pro Bowl or not? It's, what do we need to do to go one and zero this week? And they have that mentality every single week, and that's going to get you a fair shot at a championship with that kind of mentality and the way these guys are playing. So, you know, as long as the thing, I, I'm not looking for recognition from the national anybody. I just, I just want a freaking championship, man. Yeah, man. Just the you know the old T-shirt, just one before I die, man. Just let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and this one, and whatever it, F and it takes. Always, yeah, whatever it effing takes, uh, you know, just wha- I'm wacko for Flacco. Let's go, man. Let's just <laughs> flack around and find league. out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yep. just light this league on fire. I got to shout out Brad Moneymaker in the Discord for that one because I actually, we saw some other shirts now come out that it's Flacco round and find out. But originally he said, you guys need to make a shirt that says Flack around and find out. And I thought that just sounded cooler for some reason. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to keep that. I like that. So. Shout out to Brad. Thank you for the great ideas. Um, I just, I, I love our Patreon community. I love the dog pack. I mean, it's it's just, you guys are great. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It's been a hell of a year, man, since uh, free agency. I mean, getting Z-Dog, um, you know, re-signing post-pick, 
Like it's been unreal. Uh, the fines that we've had in the draft, yes. uh, Dewan Jones. I mean, how much was this uh, discord, the dog pack clamoring for him with the first pick when he dropped and we got on three picks later when everybody was relieved uh, as we uh, started rolling into the draft on uh, the last day. Um, can't believe what we got out of DTR. I thought that was kind of a lost pick, but we still got a win out of that guy. And Cam um, Mitchell under the radar, like he yes. was unreal. And then we roll into the um, preseason. I mean, with you guys and going to that gold jacket dinner, that was such an unreal experience. Meeting uh, Joe Hayden, I got to meet Joe Thomas yeah. this year. It was unreal. And then just uh, the way that the season rolled out, like just these guys would not be denied. Uh, game after game, we're sitting, you know, watching these games, needing pacemakers, tranquilizers, <laughs> whatever, just to get through these things. And now we're making a playoff run. And it was awesome being in that finale at, at the homestand, sorry, at the uh, uh, Cleveland Brown Stadium. Uh, just experiencing it with all the other Browns fans, just hearing Joe Flacco's name running through the city all night. It was, this has been such an unbelievable year. Yeah, it really has. A um, couple guys in here, John, I think John said Bojo is underrated. Uh, Bajorquez, the punter. Yeah, his punting has been insane this year. And that's something we didn't mention. There was so much to talk about on Friday. We didn't get through nearly half the stuff I wanted to talk about on that Jets game. Um, Matt, Hack or Hawk, however you say his name, the backup punter who came in to fill in for the injured Bojo. I thought he did a hell of a job Thursday night punting the ball. He had the one boot where I forget the yardage and and where exactly we were at, but I just remember watching the game thinking, damn, we're it's like three and out again in the second half. We couldn't move the ball. We're down in our own territory. It's like, shit, we got to punt the ball here. And it was far enough back that I thought they're going to get pretty decent field position here. I wish we had Bojo and Hack comes out and just boots the living daylights out of the ball. It's like, okay, sweet. We totally flipped the field on that one. So that was that was good to see. I mean, the special teams, boy, under um oh, his name's escaping me. Starts with a P. What was the coach's name last year? Um, um Oh uh Yeah, whatever. He he sucked. Yeah. Um Joe Woods sucked. It's just you know, we give Kevin Stefanski so much credit for what he's been able to do with this team and just the biggest knock on him really over the years it's just been who he's had on his coaching staff leading these units and I think he's finally gotten it right and you know it's one thing he's a first-time head coach you don't really can't expect these guys to come in and make all the right decisions all the time from the beginning and and you learn from your mistakes and that's the one prefer thank you yes Mike prefer and yeah you know that's the thing that I love so much about Kevin is he's he's not afraid to try things you know and that's again he gets a lot of flack from people about his play calling sometimes, but you got to hand it to the guy. He's not afraid to take risks, to try some things, and give his guys an opportunity to make a play, give coaches an opportunity to do, you know, to see what they can do. But when it doesn't work, he's he's been pretty good at correcting and adjusting, I feel like. Yeah, I would have liked to corrected uh, the two coordinators a little bit earlier than he did, but I mean, I know they wanted continuity and maybe they just thought that he would you know, they would finally get it. But, you know, at the end of the day, getting Schwartz and our, uh, our special teams coach's name again. Uh, Last year or this year? This year. Bubba Ventrone. Yeah. Yeah, but Bubba Ventrone, like getting him a guy from Cleveland, like he's he's been through the special teams in late December. He knows what it's like here. And, uh, you know, it, it, it couldn't be a better fit. These fiery guys, 
The biggest thing that you hear about, though, when you hear these interviews, and let me know in the chat if you guys hear this, the biggest thing I hear from the players is accountability. For whatever reason, Joe was in free for, they couldn't keep guys accountable for and it, it and it speaks through this team. They trust in each other. They know if guys screw up, they're going to hear about it. And it doesn't seem to happen again, you know, or doesn't it doesn't carry through to the next game. No. And one thing, I mean, I know this is this is might sound kind of dumb or whatever, but one thing that I've noticed this year a lot that I didn't see the last three years under Joe Woods, though, when, when these guys make plays on defense, Denzel Ward, Emerson, Newsome, Zadarius Smith, JOK, they all have their own little celebration dance they do. And they kind of have, sometimes yeah. they coordinate with each other and, and do these things. And while I know some people don't like that or whatever, I mean, this at the end of the day, this is football. It's a, it's a game, it's a sport, it's entertainment. And these guys are out there playing a very physical, very violent, very emotional sport. And it just looks like they're having fun. It looks like they're being encouraged to have fun, being encouraged to celebrate and really just, you know, steer into that mindset of we are damn good and we're going to play like it. And for the most part this year, they have. It's all about the swag, baby, the swag. That's what, uh, yeah. um, that's what he says. To every interview is one wants his guys to be, know that they done well and, and you got to celebrate, you know, get that swag going. Yeah. What is he, what is else? What else does he call it? His kick assery or something like that. <laughs> is that what he calls out? I didn't even hear that. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't know, I might be butchering it too. Well, that's pretty good though. The kick assery, if that isn't it, that should be. That's pretty cool. Um, well, let's see. We've got a few minutes left here um, before the games start. Obviously, I think I saw something earlier. Like, what games are we watching today outside of Baltimore and Miami? I don't know. Is there anything else that really matters to you, Kenny? No, I mean, back home, I grew up close to Detroit. I would watch the Lions. That was last night. Um, other than that, I just want everybody else to lose and we win. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, the, the, the thing about having already played is now you can kind of just sit back and take in the rest of the league, watch the other, you know, teams that are currently in the playoff mix, both sides of the league, NFC, AFC, and just imagine the Browns facing that team and see what kind of weaknesses they have. Cause they all have them. And the Browns have been this year, pretty good at exploiting weaknesses of the opposing teams watch you know the injury reports coming out from these games because every week there's more and not wishing injury on anybody but it does change that trevor lawrence today is not going to play for the jaguars and they're in a three-way tie for the afc south with the texans and the um colts so you know are they going to be able to pull now they're i think they're playing uh carolina so that they suck real bad but they've also won a couple games this year so i mean We'll see what yeah, uh, C.J. Beathard can do. They are playing Carolina. Uh, well, you know what, guys? I am lying. I am looking forward to the 49ers game. Uh, just because I am in the championship uh, league for one of my old jobs, I got, there is $700 on the line, and I need them to feed, feed McCaffrey all game, pass it to him. I need him to get five touchdowns. I just want to <laughs> blow this guy out, and I want to collect that money on Monday. Yeah, I see uh, Pee Wee's Burnt Pizza here in the chat says, I love fantasy football. It helps you stay engaged with the real football. That's 100% true. I mean, if you're a new watcher of this show or a new watcher of the NFL football, Browns in general, like whatever your situation is, if you've never played fantasy football or you've dabbled in it, I'm telling you, it's it's a lot of fun. 
It does help you stay engaged because games like last night, Dallas and Detroit, had a lot of fantasy football implications. There's a lot of players in that game that are fantasy football relevant. It just, even if you don't sit down and watch the entire game, it keeps you, you know, aware of there's a game going on. You check your phone out stats and stuff, and you kind of get an idea of who the players, good players are in the league and things like that. So it's a lot of fun. We do fantasy leagues in the Patreon and our dog pack community. Championship weekend is right now. Each of us, Kenny's one of them. So we have five leagues this year, each of the hosts plus Kenny. We all have a fantasy league. I'm in the championship in mine against actually one of my buddies from high school. So that's kind of cool. And then uh, Justin's in his championship against an arch rival in the Patreon. So it's just a ton of fun. And winners get uh, championship t-shirts. I'm going to put the rosters on the back. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. So we've got a dynasty league we started this year. So if you're interested in playing fantasy football next year. Whether you've played before or not, we have Mama Tendo, who I don't know if she's still in the chat. Oh, uh, yeah, there she is. Uh, this was her first year, I believe, ever playing fantasy. She joined the dog pack, jumped into fantasy league with us, and drafted David and Joku with like the first or second pick. If you've ever played fantasy before, you know that's a no-no, but you live, you learn, and that's how you do it. And it's, it's great because the community is a ton of fun. We all support each other and... At the end of the day, it's just it's about having a good time. Yeah, Mama Zendo, she was hilarious. I think she put this out. She's like, I drafted uh, McCaffrey, and for some reason, because everybody knows she's the first-year player, everyone's trying to trade her for it. She's like, I knew I should have kept him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she took David and Joku, Donovan Peoples-Jones with like her first couple picks, and you know everybody's giving her a hard time, just you know, just joking around and stuff. And she's a good sport about it, having a good time. But again, that's that's how you learn and and everything else so it's it's fun man i just i can't get enough of fantasy i i love it oh man it's it's a great time it, it definitely does keep you engaged it's always a blast it's nice to have a little uh pocket money at the end of the year when you're in the championship game as well yep it sure does um so we'll kind of start wrapping this thing up again i know the games are starting but the browns aren't playing so what are we in a huge hurry for but just wanted to jump on here See everybody, talk to everybody one last time before 2023 officially wraps up. Hope everybody has a safe and happy new year. Enjoy yourselves tonight. Be safe. Don't do anything crazy, but have a good time. It's New Year's Eve. If you got plans, that's awesome. It's it's a great time of year. The holiday season's a ton of fun. And I'm just so excited that 2024, the first thing we're going to get in 2024 outside of hopefully a Bengals beatdown with our backups because I hate the Bengals. But it's going to be a Browns playoff appearance. It's awesome. And I cannot wait. And I know we got one two years ago, or sorry, uh, four years ago. Um, it, it, it's amazing. It, it was really amazing the fact that all the brand, the Browns fans got to take part in it this time. We mm-hmm. clinched at home. It was an unreal experience. And I just want this to keep going, man, because I'm having the best time. Absolutely. And I mean... You know, we're, we're so emotionally involved in this team and there's I think there's an equal possibility. The Browns, obviously, for any playoff team, you can lose your first playoff game. You could go on to win the Super Bowl. When the playoffs start, it's a brand new season and everybody's 0-0. So, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. But this is a team, God, we've talked about it so much in the last hour, just the way it's built, the way these guys have the brotherhood, the team mentality, everybody's got each other's back. I mean, why not Cleveland? Yeah, why not, baby? Let's do it. Whatever it effing takes, man. Whatever it effing takes. That's right. So 
Real quick before we get out of here, guys, make sure if you want to join the dog pack, if you like what we're doing here and you want to be part of the official dog pack community, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member, check out the Discord and just do the free trial for the first week and see if you like it and then stay on as a member if you do. And if not, no hard feelings, head over to thedogspodcast.com slash shop, get the flack around and find out playoff t-shirts, get the whatever it F and take shirt like I'm wearing right now. We've got uh, wacko for flacco shirts. So there's just a bunch of stuff over there. It's a lot of fun. And is there anything else I'm missing, Kenny? Anything else you want to say before we get out of here and get on with the day? No, man. I just appreciate everybody. Appreciate my dogs. Let's just have a fun weekend. Guys, be safe tonight. Uh, there's always jackasses out there. You got to, yes. you know, take care of yourself and uh, have fun. Have fun with your family and happy New Year's. yes happy new year's like kenny said there are jackasses out there all the time please don't be one of them avoid them have your guys you know have a safe happy new year we will talk to you in 2024 can't wait for the browns playoffs and i'm just so jacked so everybody have a great day we'll talk to you later go browns whatever it takes baby whatever it takes Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.